You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. You're listening to special programming sponsored by Making Moves Life Coaching Services. The content of Veterans Affairs Plus does not reflect the views or opinions of Public Radio KUNV, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Good morning, Las Vegas. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and more. I'm Dave Washington, your host. I'll start out with a few announcements, and I certainly would be remiss if I didn't say Happy Mother's Day as it approaches us this month. So to all the mothers, I want to say Happy Mother's Day. And I will always consider Faye Duncan Daniel as one of the top mothers. And she had a daughter with special needs, and Faye really took care of her. And uh, I just wanted to acknowledge her for that. Excuse me, my uh, my mother had she been alive, and my aunt Georgia, my mother Eugenia, their birthdays was this month. So just want to say happy birthday, even though they're they're gone to the other side. And I want to express condolences on a national level to the families of Mr. Harry Belafonte, singer, actor, activist, uh, great guy, 96 years old when he passed away just a few days ago. On a local level, Mr. Cleve Thomas, a community worker, nice guy, always attempting to assist others uh, through his Helping Hands organization. And then finally, as far as condolences are concerned, to the wife of a dear friend of mine, Pat, uh, Chief Larry Powell, one of the uh, chief architects of our strategy to assist the black firefighters in their complaint against the city of Las Vegas back in the 80. So uh, Larry transitioned most recently. And then I want to very quickly say that there's a veterans uh, residence function that will be going on in Town Square May 22nd through the 26th. And we'll have a gentleman on to talk to us a little bit about that. Damon uh, Brooks will come on shortly. And then again to my grandson, Karen, he his basketball team did extremely well. They will have a ter- be in the tournament of champions coming up soon. Now, Las Vegas, a dear friend, longtime friend of public safety colleagues of mine, I, I call him Lieutenant, Lieutenant Wilbur Jackson, Lieutenant Retired Metropolitan Police Department. Hey, Lieutenant. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing well, man. Glad to hear your voice. Glad to hear your voice. Lieutenant, I know that you were a, you were a veteran. What branch of service and how long did you serve? I did United States Air Force, and uh, I did four years. I was training at Lackland Air Force Base and uh, transferred to here in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And uh, in July of 1954 until July of 1958. Okay. I worked in the fire department. Oh, you worked in the fire department. Okay. Yeah, crash risk unit. 
mm-hmm. where we sit between the runways during the flight time, uh-huh. and uh, which was two hours a day, mm-hmm. and then we do two hours in the station house, mm-hmm. and uh, work the twenty-four hour shift. Okay. So, what rank were you? Do you recall when you uh, were discharged? I was discharged as a sergeant. You was what? Discharged as a sergeant. As a sergeant, okay. What did you do once you left the uh, the Air Force? And you said you you were actually a firefighter while in the, in the military. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> some of those things we did. Uh, Chief Garen and I came to Las Vegas, and uh, we held some classes on crash rescue for the Las Vegas Fire Department. Mm. And uh, so I was contacted by Dave Hogarth and Bernie Pope to uh, apply for the uh, fire department uh-huh. in Las Vegas because uh, they had uh, communicated with the uh, personnel director, Jerry Little, mm-hmm who told that if they came up with a qualified Negro, <laughs> that she would put in the work. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, after I went through the procedures, mm-hmm. she was informed by the administration of the fire department that the farmer didn't want to sleep in the same room with the Negro. Mm. And uh, so she contacted me and let me know that if I took the test for the police department, it paid $50 more, and she would hold the job over until I was discharged. You said they were paying $50 more? And more than the uh, fire department. Okay. So you made a little decision, uh, huh? So it sounded like a good deal to me, right? At the time, so uh, <clears throat> I took the job. I uh, I was discharged at ten o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I went down on First Street to the police headquarters and changed from the Air Force uniform to the police uniform. <laughs> and at twelve o'clock. I went to work for the Las Vegas Police Department. Is that right? So there was no formal training. You just go from one uniform to another. <laughs> well, the training they gave you was in the jail. Okay. And uh, you had to go to work in the jail, and that way they taught you how to handle people mm-hmm. and how to uh, became familiar with the local criminals. <laughs> and uh, you had some idea and they would have some idea how you would handle yourself oh okay right. so that was my start in the jail and that was the training process Uh huh. so where are you from uh, I'm from Columbus, Georgia originally Columbus, but Georgia. I entered the service from High Point, North Carolina why was that? Uh, well, that's where I was living at the time. Okay. 
And uh, a lot of my uh, friends and classmates, schoolmates, Mm. were killed in the Korean War. Mm. So I put my age up so I could join the Air Force uh, to get back at some Koreans. Mm, Okay. So you had a personal reason for joining up. Yep. That's interesting. Interesting. So you joined the police department. After joining the police department, how what what different ranks did you serve in and and positions or et cetera? And how long did you work there? Uh, well, uh first off, like I said, I worked in the jail mm-hmm. and uh then I uh worked in uniform and uh uh worked uh uh, from uniform, I worked uh, in the detective bureau, mm. and uh, I worked when they started the, the K nine. Oh, really? uh, I went to work for them in the K nine, uh-huh. and uh, and after working the K nine and and uh, and in the detective bureau, I got. It was approximately 10 years mm-hmm. where I was promoted to sergeant. And uh, I worked in the detective bureau, and I went to uh, uniform, and I went back to the juvenile bureau mm-hmm. as the sergeant in juvenile. And where I worked uh, for the next uh, 10 years, eight years, and was promoted to lieutenant. Mm -hmm. Where I went to uniform, and I worked there for a few years to... uh, the detective bureau in the uniform in our juvenile division. Okay. Well, I was a lieutenant and working juvenile. So what was your total time with, with Metro? Total years, sir? The total time was 34 and a half years. 34 and a half years. Okay, cool. And how long you been how long you been retired now? 27 years. 27. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, how do you feel uh, with regards to the efforts of the Black Police Association, and do you feel it has had any help on what's going on on the department today? Definitely. Uh, I was uh, one of the original that started the Black Police Association, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a lot of... Uh, Controversy, guys that want to call ourselves Black Police Officers mm-hmm. Association, and uh, they couldn't understand why we had to have a separate association than uh, than the regular police organization. Right. But they was not representing us uh, when we got in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had 
uh, we had no members. We could pay the dues, but we had no positions. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we started our own and uh, got us an attorney and Mm -hmm. filed discrimination against the department, uh, discrimination in hiring and uh, assignments of duty. And uh, women and minorities. Okay. Um, and what what year did, what year did you file? In that lawsuit. You remember what year you filed? You guys filed? Uh, approximately. I don't remember. About in the eighties, probably sometime in the eighties. I'm assuming, because we filed a complaint ourselves, uh, and we had similar things going on with the firefighters over at the. Las Vegas Fire Department. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Lieutenant, you got yeah, any? I was, Go ahead. I was before yours. Right. And uh, so, but since then, uh, they hired women that weighed 100 pounds. Because mm-hmm. when they hired me, you had to weigh 200 pounds and be six feet tall. Right. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that opened the door for Orientals and for uh-huh. and just the whole uh, the whole community, right, right, of people, right. And uh, was hired and was transferred, mm-hmm. and uh, and after that, the uh, blacks were promoted to under sheriff, deputy mm-hmm. chief. Uh, lieutenant and captain. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the time I retired, uh, we had all different ranks. And we went from uh, to like 28. Uh-huh. Well, Lieutenant, I don't I don't know if you you've been thanked, but uh, let me do it publicly on this radio station. Thank you guys for the effort. And I know that your your buddy Cliff was actively involved uh, long before he passed. And, uh, you know, the work that you guys have done, I certainly believe that it is assisted, as you already mentioned, uh, some folks in various ranks as a result of the effort that you guys put forth. So any closing remarks as we prepare to close out this segment? Uh, well, it's, uh, both of them are, are good positions and, you know, yeah, more black people should, uh, fill out their applications and, uh, because it's not that you just have to go out and, uh, arrest people. Right. Uh, if you're interested in and animals like dogs, mm-hmm. they got a place for you to work in. Or if you like horses, they got uh, details that you can work in. Right. Or if you're interested in flight flying, uh-huh. uh, they got airplanes and they got helicopters. And or if you're interested in fingerprinting or lie detectors, or you can just enter into a number of fields. Right. Right there on the job. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing applies to the fire department. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. They got other positions open for you. 
Right. And it makes out a good career. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really worth it. Absolutely. Well, I know Brother Kane was one of, them, one of them horsemen. I remember him seeing him in the parade. I'm like, man, you riding horses? And I know he, I ride a little bit because I used to go ride Sam uh, Armstrong's horses and Gene Campbell. Well, Lieutenant, I, I thank you for coming on the show, man. And uh, again, thank you again for the work that you did, particularly with the association. I think it still has a positive effect on uh, the ability of others to come on to the department and make it more diverse. So appreciate your time and your effort, my friend. And I'll, I'll get you back on sometime in the future. I appreciate that. It was good talking to you again, Dave. All right. Take care, Lieutenant. Thanks. Good morning once again. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm Dave Washington, your host, and I'm excited to have uh, the next guest on this show. That is Captain Andre Rhodes, retired Las Vegas Fire and Rescue. Uh, in fact, I was his training officer, as I recall, way back in the day. So uh, how you doing, Cap? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, for sure. So you're a fire service professional. You worked for Las Vegas. How long did you work for Las Vegas Fire and Rescue? Las Vegas Fire, I did 27 and a half because I had a smart gentleman at one time tell me to buy a couple of years, so I bought a few years. So I, I did 27 and a half and got uh, credit for 30. Oh, cool. Yeah, you, Eugene, Burt. Several of you smart guys, man, I wasn't that smart. I did 33, but in retrospect, well, if I'd have bought a couple, I'd have been really in good, but I'm in good shape. What am I whining about? Uh, yeah. Great service. So um, now you held a couple different ranks within the department, right? Yeah, I went all the way, uh, firefighter. Then I went and worked at the hazmat station for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, then I became an engineer. Then I became a captain, and uh, I was pretty happy there. Were you also I, a medic? I, Were you also a medic? I, I was not. I was not. Oh, really? I, I, was, I, I don't know why I thought you was a paramedic. No, I, I was about to do it, and I used to ride with the old uh, paramedic Tommy Grayson, and oh yeah, and uh, you know I I did a lot of. A lot of years over there with him at Station Three over on the West Side. So, right. but um, by the time I the three years came, I, I got the engineer and mm -hmm. then promoted to captain. So, Ooh. now you are a businessman, and I know there's two yeah. businesses that I'm aware of. And let's talk about the first one first. Give us an indication of what you're doing in the cannabis business, and then. You have a successful fire training business, so let's talk about the cannabis first. Well, about eight nine years ago, I I um, approached a couple friends about uh, I heard the cannabis business was coming, and and I approached multiple uh, gentlemen in the in the Las Vegas area, and different different types of business people. There, some was in real estate, some, a couple was doctors. A couple of people in construction companies, and uh, when it was all said and done, it was uh, wound up with three of us, which was uh, Frank Hawkins, uh, Luther Mack, and myself, mm -hmm. both in Nevada Wellness Center. Great. And since then, we've uh, got awarded another license, so we have two um, dispensaries. 
Excellent. Excellent. So business is going well, I assume. It's a business. I hear you. That's why when you say business, man, I go, use that word lightly. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Look, so tell us about the other business that you run and, and about any successes that you've had with it. Well, I started back when the pandemic was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, had a few kids who worked in the industry, AE, bartendering at these clubs, you know, make, making a very good living, but it was taken away from them. So at that time, I had my older son, my son-in-law, two uh, um, of my niece's husband's, and other kids want to get on the uh, fire department. So I started training them, and lo and behold, we turned around and created the rookie school experience. And I I know there's other people that do it, but for my 30 years when I was on department, I always had rookies. So I feel like I had a good idea on what is expected from a rookie. So it's called the rookie school experience. That's that's what your business is called? Yes. Oh, yes. interesting. Interesting. Okay. Go ahead. And that that's the background, the rookie school experience because um I I especially in the fire service the failure rate or not even the failure rate, let's call it the non uh, achieving firefighter status rate. I mean, people were falling out nationally at a 30% rate. And I think after looking at it, I talked to some, uh, me and some other firefighters that I would work with, Will Spears, Nate Potchek, uh just that's been around. Um, we're teaching people how to pass the test, but when they get into rookie school, they just aren't achieving the gold because they've never been around it. It's hard to take somebody um, that's in the street, that's Joe Blow, and tell them, hey, here's this chainsaw. Hey, climb this ladder. Hey, drag this hose. Tie this knot. So I, I went that extra extra effort, and I, I bought an engine and a whole bunch of hose and a whole bunch of turnout gear along with air packs, and I treat just like as if it was a rookie school. And uh, that, you know, for a while, I was thinking I'd spin my wheels, but success rate is, is off. Mm-hmm. So, any, how would an interesting parties uh, make contact with you to get involved? Um, you would call three three two eight zero four two, and that would be Andre, and he would give you the information we meet uh twice a week six six o'clock to eight o'clock on tuesdays and thursdays uh-huh. and we meet at we meet at a gym called uh the lift factory over on shine and rainbow mm-hmm. and every every day is different but we also we go through the nfpa book okay we do turnout drills we do a little bit of cardio exercise and then we implement the physical stuff is all directed towards what you would do. Mm, excellent. It's not, you know, just a bunch of lifting weights. It's right, right. Everything that you do is meaning something that will help you be more successful should you get into the academy. 
Cap, exactly. I want to thank you for your time. And again, give give that information again to, to make contact with you. And that's Andre, that's your son. Yes. Okay. Give that and information, that's please. 332-8042. And we also, we started a nonprofit in the business because I, I understand that people, you know, people work and the younger kids just don't have the means. Right. So we, we really started a nonprofit and we're just branching off into EMS, getting everybody all the information and skills, mm-hmm. hopefully to have a successful career like you and I have. And right. it's a wonderful career. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Cap, I appreciate your time, and we'll get you back on again to, to give us some more stories about the success that you're having with the program. So thanks a lot for your time and effort. All right. Thanks a lot, Chief. Have all right. Take care. Good morning once again, Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and more, and I got Mr. Damian Brooks. He's a... Former Marine. Hello, hello. He's got a great program that I want him to spend a couple minutes just sharing with uh, particularly you veterans out there. Go for it, young man. Hello, hello, Las Vegas. Uh, I'm I'm here with a message for all the veteran entrepreneurs out here. I want to invite you out on May 24th to the Bunker Labs Veteran in Residence Showcase. We have a nonprofit that helps bring veteran entrepreneurs together to grow and scale their businesses. So we have a great networking opportunity Wednesday, May 24th from 5 to 7 p.m. The event is going to be located in Town Square, and you can find more information on thebunkerlabs.org. Now, Damien, I mentioned early on the show in my announcements 22nd through uh, the 26th. So particularly what you're doing is a particular day within that ta- within that framework. Yeah. So yours is the 25th, particularly for what you're doing. Or Wednesday, May 24th. Yes, 24th. And again, what I what I mentioned early on the show is that you that you had something going on from the 22nd through the 26th, but yours is particularly on the 24th of May. So mark yes, that. Sir. Mark so your calendar. This is international. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a, an international event where we have uh, over 300 entrepreneurs in 33 different cohorts around mm-hmm. the world, mm-hmm. all coming together to graduate at the same time. So it is a six-month program that's free for veterans, mm. and they've partnered with people like uh, WeWork, USAA, Capital One, um, ADP, and more sponsors to give those veterans the resources they need like grant opportunities, uh, incredible networking opportunities, and all kinds of other support to grow and scale their businesses. Excellent. Well, we appreciate it. I'm going to get you on here and give you a little bit more time, but certainly I want to give you a few minutes to at least promote it. I think it's outstanding what you and your crew are doing, so uh, appreciate it very, very much. So, again, we'll get you back on. I don't know if we'll do it before you actually do this event, but certainly uh, what you're doing is something worthy of the veterans out there in our audience to, to hear as well as consider getting involved. So how can they touch base with you as you prepare? And I'm assuming you'll be doing this again down the road. Yeah. So every six months we host another cohort graduation and veterans and Ro- veterans in residence showcase. Okay. Um, so the easiest way to get in touch with me is to actually look up bunker labs online and just look for your local cohorts. So we have them in all kinds of different cities like mm-hmm. Vegas, L.A., Phoenix, 
Um, and we're always looking for more people to join the team and help us grow to even more cities. So uh, just look up Bunker Labs online and you can't miss us. All right. Thank you, young man. And we appreciate your time and effort and continue doing the great work that you're doing to assist veterans. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. Talk to you next week.